Okay, you're good. You're going to keep the microphone like right here. And but. I don't understand. And but. And bet. But. What are we betting? Yes, but. Yes, but. (laughs) Are you trying to say yes and? (laughs) Maybe. That's why you should not even attempt the improv. From some far-flung corner of the globe. Wait. The globe is a sphere. How does it have a corner? Shut up. This is the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Now with even more Shiva and a few of their traveling friends. Each of them sharing stories of everyday experiences of travels around the world. Hello, vicarious travelers from all around the globe. Welcome back to Bangkok, Thailand. I am Evo Terra. And I'm Sheila D. Together, we thank you for following along with our travels around the world. Coming up on the program, Travel Dave tells a story about frozen elves. But before we get into that, uh, honey, I thought we should talk about the the new, brand new platform of Snapchat. I like it. I don't get to use it very often, though. Except it's not brand new. Well, no, it's brand new to you and I. It's newish to, to you and to I, but I am finding it a, a very effective way, I think it's effective, of sharing what life is like here in Bangkok on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, that's a good estimate. I love that our son had to show us how to use it. Shh, don't, don't, don't be telling the stories. <laughs> hey, now, if you, if you care about the Snapchat, if you want to see uh, little snippets uh, in, in like nine-second videos uh, or less strung together over a 24-hour period, you can go check out my Snapchat. Uh, you have to have Snapchat, and you type in me, Evo Terra, all one word, and you can see the snapping. Sheila's snapping as well. I am. I, I don't do it as often as you well, do. Well, you though. have that whole work thing. I know. It's kind of getting in the way of my... What's your Snapchat ID? Do you know? C? I I think it's Sheila D. It might be Sheila D is me. I don't know. Listen, 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 listen. I didn't want to talk about that anyhow. That's not what we're talking about today on the program. Fine. I want to talk about something way more important than that and something very near and dear to your heart, my love. Cheese. Yes! I love cheese. Now, if you're wondering, listener, why we're talking about cheese on this show about our life in Bangkok and traveling the world, it's that cheese in Bangkok in Southeast Asia is a bitch to find. It is horrible. And when you do find it, it's uh, um, it's not like cheddar or Swiss or mozzarella. It's tasty. Well, I think tasty is the brand of the cheese. But it doesn't have what kind it is. It's just yellow. I, and it just says tasty on it. It doesn't say anything else. And is it tasty, though? I mean, are they at least true to form? No. It's not tasty. It's not tasty. Oh, that's a shame. So a, a real quick background. Um, uh, cheese is not endemic to Southeast Asia for a couple of different reasons. Uh, the, the primary, which is that a lot of lactose intolerant people here in Southeast Asia. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. The uh, the genome, if you will, the phenotypes that express themselves here in Southeast Asia were not um, 
they don't express the gene necessary to properly uh, ingest and digest uh, lactose. Okay. So many people here are lactose intolerant, and so because they didn't have, it wasn't a big milk area community right so uh so that's the case there's not a lot of that here but of course as more and more expats come in town we like we like cheese and so they're they're starting to give, give us cheese yes. um but it's really really hard to find we have to go i don't know what five or six bts stops away to find a grocery store that has like really good cheese yeah and not to say you can't find cheese but the, right. the cheese you can find here is it's not good Right. It's just not very tasty cheese. So we, yes, as Sheila says, we have to go up to a place called Villa Market that has a very, very decent, I will say. It's not great, yeah. but it's a decent selection of all sorts of cheeses. Now, you can go to the local Tesco right up the street here and grab some cheese, but it's not, but it's not fantastic. I don't go to the local Tesco and grab that cheese. And if you're a fantastic cheese lover, as we happen to be cheese lovers, it's, it's, it's kind of tough to find. But you found cheese last night. I did. I had a grilled cheese sandwich that was fabulous. It had like three different cheeses on it. Do you recall what the cheeses were? No, I'd had quite a bit of beer by then. <laughs> yeah, that might have actually might have actually played a factor in that. But yeah, I don't remember what cheeses they were either, but it was quite nice. It was nice yeah. grilled panini style. It was Lovely. very good. And of course, your favorite cheese ever, well, at least now in Bangkok. Is queso. Which yes. is really odd for me because I never, I never liked queso before. So now, and of course, queso just means cheese. So why don't you explain what you mean by queso? So we go to this one little restaurant, a little Mexican restaurant that has great margaritas. We were talking about queso. I know, but I really like margaritas too. I understand. Can you tell people what you mean by <laughs> queso? So it is melted cheese with, I guess, some spices in it, right? I so mean, what she's trying to say is it's chili con queso. No, there's no chili in mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know I'm playing the yes and card, but I, but I, can't, I can't fix that. Chili con queso means basically chili with cheese. And, and it doesn't mean necessarily chili as in meat and whatever, but all of the spices and things that are inside of that, that's... The, the I don't chili want any that chili. They mean. That means chilies. That means like peppers and okay, onions and things like that. Not this is not, you know, staghorn chili out of a can that has cheese inside of it. That's not what chili con queso but, means. But in the states, it, don't you normally have like ground meat in? Sometimes yes, queso? but quite often when you just get a, a side of chili con queso at the store or at the at the Mexican restaurant, there is no meat inside. I mean, there's certainly no really? chili inside of it. I had no idea. <laughs> no idea at all. You're precious, honey. I love you. I love you very much. So anyhow, now back to, now tell about, about Cheap Charlie Mexican Cantina that you're speaking it's of. It's not Cheap Charlie's. It's Yo, Charlie Brown. No, you're Brown's. right. Charlie Brown. Excuse Charlie me. Brown's. Thank you. Right, right. Um, so when we went for my birthday with a group of friends, um, they convinced me to try the queso there, which again, I'm really picky about my cheese. And especially when it's melted, and I was afraid it was going to be nasty. Because you don't like the cheese sauce. sauce. Like, if you order nachos at a ball game, you get chips coated with this gelatinous ooze of I, creamy goodness that normal humans really enjoy that. But when it comes to you, you don't like the cheese sauce. Am I correct? Yeah, I think you're being generous when you say cheese in cheese sauce. I think it's disgusting. It's a gooey cheese sauce, but that's not what you like. You like you like melted cheese. Yes. And what was it about the chili con queso at 
Charlie Browns that attracted you? Was it just simply, screw it, I'll give it a shot? Well, uh, there was some peer pressure, and I finally said, yeah, I'll try it, because they said there's no meat in it, so... Right. I I had a bite and now I absolutely crave it. It's got spices in it and it kind of tastes like uh, nacho cheese Doritos. It tastes a lot like Doritos. There is no doubt about that. Very, so, very Dorito-esque flavor. So now when we go, we order some for the table and then what do I eat? That's your only thing you get there. That is your entree is, right. the, is the queso dip. And they look at you funny every time you order that. I don't care. Here's a chick with her own pitcher of margaritas and bowl <laughs> of chili con queso. And the problem is what? <laughs> I clearly don't understand. So, hey, if you like this cheese so much, which, again, as you said, tastes like Doritos. Right. Why do we not have Doritos at the house? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I... It's not something I've ever really eaten a do, lot of. Do anyway. you like Doritos? I usually eat the plain ones. <laughs> What's a plain Dorito? It's the corn chips. Just the corn chip. No flavoring. <laughs> so, let me just make sure I understand this. You Plain Doritos, you, you just mean corn chips. Right. I think this is awesome. I think what we should do is we should go buy a bag of Doritos, which they do sell here at the store. Right. We'll buy a bag of Doritos. And so you can pretend you're having a queso dip. You can just lick all the Dorito flavoring off of the chips. And then when you're done, you're left with just the standard corn chips when you're done. I am not five. I may eat like I'm five, but I am not five. I'm not going to lick my chips. I think you should do that. <laughs> Back to the issue of finding cheese in Bangkok. Therefore, not, not easy. No, it's not easy. But we're trying to get better all the time and find new places. Found out last night that there are some restaurants here in town that do offer really, really great cheese. And when you can find that, it's great. Firehouse is a great place to get a hamburger with real cheese. Pullman. On that one. The Pullman, yes, real degrees. cheese. At, is it 25 degrees or 23 degrees? 25. 25 degrees, right. They make, they make real cheese. Uh, I had some poutine at Bangkok Betty's. Is that the name of the place? Yes. Yeah, that was good. There was real cheese curds inside of it. So nice. if you look, you can find the real cheese places, but they are they are not that easy to find. O often you you get the uh, the no cheese option or the or the bad cheese option. You also like the cheese at the on the pizza at uh, Hemingway's. I do. Yeah, and they're they're generous with the cheese there too, and the 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 cheese at uh, the W District. On the pizza oh, there. Oh, that pizza place yeah. as well, yeah. So, That's very generous about so, wait a minute. the cheese. We just named off like eight places without even thinking about it. What are we bitching about again? Because I can't get it in my local grocery store. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's always something with you. Right now, I'm in the city of Vaasa, which is on the western coast of Finland. So all along the coast is this beautiful archipelago area, and it's in the Baltic Sea. So I'm looking out to the sea. It's not a lake, and uh, the water, you can almost drink it. It's not salty at all, and it goes over to Sweden. So there's a four-hour boat you can take from the city of Vaasa to Sweden directly. So it's kind of that little... I don't know how to describe it, like a little horseshoe cove of the sea that kind of goes up to Finland between Sweden. And uh, that's where I am in Vasa. So it's about minus four today. So it's not that bad compared to usual. That sounds terrible. Not the archipelago, which sounds lovely, but the whole minus four temperature thing? 
I'll stick with my 35 plus in Bangkok if that's okay with you. So who are you again? It's uh, Travel Dave here from TravelDave.co.uk. Since 2005, I've been traveling around the world, and now I'm traveling around the region of the Nordics. Like a true world traveler, Dave has been all over collecting and sharing travel stories along the way, like this one he shared with Evo from Iceland. Calling it unexpected is a bit of an understatement. The the typical bar conversation always takes me back to the Icelandic elf story. Um, a couple of years ago, 2011, I was backpacking around Iceland for two months around the ring road. So the great thing about Iceland is if you are terrible at directions, it's easy because there's only one road and it goes around in a circle. So you can go to Akureyri in the north and you can go around to kind of like the east side of the coast where all the uh, glaciers are and the icebergs. And then you can drive back down to the city of Reykjavik and Keflavik where the airport is. That's the most popular tourist area where the Blue Lagoon and I was driving uh, with some local Icelanders. So I was uh, renting a car. So we split it kind of four ways instead of hitchhiking because there are some parts of that road where there are no inhabitants at all. You're literally on your own. Even though there are churches, there are, the thing about Iceland, there's churches everywhere. There's like a church for five people wow. in some places. There are, And there's some great, if you Google like Icelandic churches, they're, they're amazing to see just pit-pocketed all around Iceland. So, you know, you, you won't find a house for miles, but you'll find a church. And we were driving along. So I was with uh, a Swedish, two Swedes, um, an American girl and an Icelander who, who was uh, kind of showing us around and being a nice guide because, uh, you know, they Iceland is beautiful, by the way. I'll, I'll talk about that a mm. bit later. And we, we come up to a point in the road. So it's this one ring road, right? There's right. nothing in Iceland. It's, 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 it's this beautiful, sparse inhabitants. And all of a sudden, the road gets to a rock. And the road goes around the rock. It's not a roundabout. It's literally a rainbow-shaped road and then goes back onto the road and goes around just this rock. And I was just I was just mind-blown. I was like, why, why are we driving around the rock? And deadly serious. And <laughs> she just went... Oh, there is an elf that lives in that rock. Dead, deadly serious. And I'm like, this cannot be true. Are you Are you sure? And she's like, oh, yes, definitely. And we, we pulled up and we walked over to the rock and there was this little painted door and a little window and a little painted mushroom on this rock. And she said, see, I tell you, there is an elf that lives in the rock. And like dead serious. And this this sparked my enthusiasm about the elves. And I was like, they, they've, they've got to be pulling my leg. I'm from London. We love sarcasm. Right. The, the, the Icelandics are like the king of dark sarcasm. They get like darkness for half of the year. They're in yes. this blissfully cold environment. It's absolutely horrendous to live in for like half of the year. But they have these beautiful saga stories from the Viking days. Oh, of course. And, oh, that, and that's how like traditional storytelling kind of existed from the Icelanders. And they have the most published authors anywhere in the world in Iceland per capita. So mm. they just love stories. But when it comes to the elves, it's like every single Icelander is in on this big joke because none of them, none of them will cave in and say that they don't. Oh, I can't say it. If you say that they don't, what you think I'm going to say, oh, they believe right. the elves. Yeah, man. Right. The wings, right. 
And you really offend the Icelandics if you say that. So like, <laughs> I'm wow. not going to say it on a podcast because it will be repeated a thousand times. This is and fantastic. This is-, this is the culture that, as you just said, I mean, when we think Iceland, we think either, you know, gorgeous people because the Icelanders typically all are beautiful people. Or yeah. we think crazy Vikings, you know, rape, <laughs> kill, pillage, and burns. But do not mess with our elves. Do not mess with our pretty oh. elves and our rocks. Wow. They, they, and they, they're all in on it and you'll never get one to crack. And I tried, I went to many bars and I was having many beers and I was like, oh, these, these great stories, like, oh, the stories, but they are not stories. They are real. (laughs) And, and just by the, the town, uh, just outside of Kevlavik, between Kevlavik and Reykjavik, there is this little town and it has a a famous Viking hotel, which was fantastic to try some local Icelandic food from the viking days oh, there the staff dress up like vikings the hotels are themed like a viking ship like it's very touristy but i had a great time <laughs> i yeah, loved it sure and, it, and it's it's famous around the world for having the biggest viking reenactment every year every summer so the lady's very happy in running that place but the second most popular thing about this uh, little town which I'll, I'll put in your show notes is they have a elf tour so you can go to the tourist office and purchase a elf tour leaflet and walk around the town going to the famous spotting areas of where the elves live and they all have these little individual stories about where the elves are living and why they're living there and why they choose that rock and there's some amazing stories but but back to that story about the rock so we yeah. got back we got back into the car and i'm like are you are you deadly serious and and this was this was true the icelandics got together and protested about moving that rock so all icelanders know about this rock so any icelanders in the house they know what the rock i'm talking about because they protest against the road authorities to move that rock to the side they said that elf has been living there for thousands and thousands of years how dare you move that rock you build the road around the rock and the road authorities were so outnumbered by the voting that they had to keep it there and if you are ever going on the ring road the 101 ring road around iceland you have to go and stop and take a selfie with this rock that's that's amazing <laughs> to me being you know american manifest destiny we when something is in the way we probably just blow it up that's the mm. simplest way. When we make roads in America, we use lots and lots of dynamite and mm. blast things out of the way. So that's that's. I can't decide if it's great and awesome that they're that they're holding onto this culture, or like, what is wrong with you people holding onto this culture? This this seems like something we should do about this, but at the same time, what an awesome story. And that gets to the roots of the Icelandic culture because they just have so many stories, like the the famous one where they destroyed and beat the the British Navy called the Cold Cold War, I thought they said, but they actually said the Cod War. And I was like, what is the Cod War? And they're like, ah, and this this is a a true story about some fishermen boats that wouldn't leave their fishing area and and told the, the British Navy to leave their fishing area and they wouldn't leave. So the fishing boats reversed and rammed into the Navy boats so much that they just went, okay, we're just going back to the UK. We're not going to compete with this. <laughs> so the fishing boats won. And the Icelanders are so proud about this day being the only country to defeat the British Navy with their yeah. fishing boats. <laughs> <laughs> right, formidable foe. Wow. And, and they love telling that one to British people because I, I literally thought the cold, no, no, the cod war, the real <laughs> Right, yeah. Cold War. I thought that was the Russians, and the, but no. All right. Yeah, yeah. Cold War. 
And they've got so many stories and that just gets to the root and the heart of their culture because they are all natural storytellers and they know all of the saga stories so beautifully told with that beautiful Icelandic accent, you know, and if you ever go to Iceland, it's the stories that make Iceland what it is and the people are just fantastic storytellers. the show. We're now 20 episodes into the second season of our show. New format, fun guests, hopefully funny shows. So would you mind sharing with your friends again? We think we've hit on the right mix this time. If you agree, find someone to share the show with today. Just send them to shivo.wtf or refuse to let them out of the car until the episode is played. That should do the trick. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for all of the music used in this episode. For Evo Terra, I'm Sheila D. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. See you next week, right here from Bangkok. Funding for this podcast and all the great content Shivo produce is made possible by listeners just like you. Visit shivo.wtf slash postcards to pledge your support and get a handwritten postcard each month as they travel abroad. Additional funding provided by Travelsmith, inspiring people to go places they've never been and keeping Shivo looking smart and well-outfitted on their journey. And if you want to travel the world, it's cheaper than you think. Visit shivo.wtf, how appropriate, for more details and click on the house-sitting link to find out exactly how they afford to travel the world in style. See you next time on the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast.